What's going on? All my nerds out there. All my jocks out there. All my jerds out there. We here. JNU, Jocks and Nerds United. I'm your boy, Jay Christian. Here at JNU, we blend the line between the jock and the nerd. Today, we gonna switch it up. We gonna talk about my most hated characters on some of my favorite movies. Y'all might be surprised on some of the characters that, you know, I hate. Um, and of course, we're gonna take it to the deck, see what we can, see what we can talk about, learn more, random questions. Let's rock, let's get it. Jocks and nerds, always united, let's go. All right, so what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna give you my top three in detail. And then I'm gonna give you some names of other people that made the cut, but I just didn't wanna you know, give you too much detail on them, but I'm gonna give you my top three in detail. Um, so I'm gonna start off with number three. Oh, let me just say that there's gonna be some spoilers if you haven't seen any of the movies or series that I mentioned um, in these details, okay? But these things are so good that it's not gonna matter. To me, it doesn't matter whether you know these things or not. They're just really good, and there's so much more to these, these movies than just these little pieces that I'm gonna give you. Spoilers. Um, anyways, number three, Lori Grimes. Lori Grimes, if you know her, you do you you know where I'm coming from. If you don't, I'll give you a quick introduction. Lori Grimes is a character on a great series called The Walking Dead. She's played by Sarah Wayne Callies. Um, and Lori is the main character, Rick's wife, Rick Grimes' wife. Um, Rick was in a coma for three months. Uh, he wakes up. And there's a full-blown zombie apocalypse. But he wakes up in the hospital by himself. Um, when he wakes up, he makes, he's determined, I'm going to find my wife and my son. He goes through a whole bunch of things. Now, he has a best friend. His name is Shane Walsh. Shane is an awesome character, by the way. Um, Shane, when he finds, finally finds his wife... Shane and Lori are together. And I don't mean like in a group together. They are together together. Now, it's a little weird, but it's not necessarily as dirty as you think it, it, as it sounds. Uh, because both of them thought Rick was dead. Um, so, you know, they, I guess, gravitated toward, gravitated toward each other. So that's how that kind of happened. Um, but once Lori finds out Rick is alive, she naturally goes back to Rick. Shane doesn't really like that that much. So there's a little bit of friction, you know, between the two best friends. Now, Shane tries to understand, but he has feelings for Lori. So, you know, it's not necessarily that cut and dry. It's a very complicated kind of a situation to be in. All right. So things happen and, um... The group that they're in now, Rick um, is a strong personality, so he comes and he kind of sort of takes over the leadership role over Shane, because Shane was kind of sort of the, the head honcho of the group. So Shane didn't like that either. So you come and take his woman and, you know, you're trying to just bump him off of, uh, uh, of the leadership role and, you know, you just got there. But anyways, some time goes by. Things happen, you know, Shane and Rick always arguing about, you know, how to handle things. Rick was at that point um, in the character development. Rick was a very dip diplomatic kind of a guy, you know, people were more dangerous than zombies. Uh, so Rick didn't like killing people or hurting people. You know, he wanted to always give them the benefit of the doubt. Shane was like, nah, man, you cross me in my group, you die. Period. So Shane was a was a dog. 
Um, Rick became that dog. But that's the irony of this whole thing. But anyways, I'm talking about Lori. Lori now starts seeing that Rick is a little soft, for lack of a better term. Because while they were at the farm, there was a group of people that tried to kill them. And when they snatched up one of them, and Shane is like, yo, we need to just kill this fool, you know, and let, and let it be. You know, Rick is like, no, no, so let's just lock him up and blah, blah, blah. And then Shane is like, his peoples are going to come after us. And then we're going to have to kill them too. Let's kill him now and just let them think that he just died somewhere. So that was kind of the kickoff of this, the murmurs of the group trying to figure out, you know, who's the better guy, go-to guy. Um, some were saying Rick. You know, it was a little too soft to, to lead the group because, you know, they they trying to survive. They ain't trying to have people coming around trying to kill them. So, and there was uh, others, you know, that, you know, it was, it was kind of split. So, there was a time where, you know, they were like, all right, Rick is kind of too soft. So, Lori was one of them. Lori was thinking her husband is a little too soft to lead the group, but she didn't tell him that. You know, she would always kind of tell her little two cents. And then she's like, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, I, I have your back. Lying. What she would do is, at this point, she runs back to Shane and is like, I don't think Rick can lead the group. Shane, his personality is like, well, fuck the group. Let's go. Me, you, Carl, leave. I don't care about Rick. I don't care about none of these people. I care about you and Carl. Now, Carl's not even his son. Carl is Rick's son. So, Shane is like, I don't care. I'll kill him. It is what it is. He tries to do something, I'll kill him. Let's leave. Lori's like, no, no, no. Let's not leave. And she runs back to Rick. It was like, he wants to run away with me. And I think he wants to hurt you. Like, what are you doing? Eventually, her waffling back and forth have Shane and Rick at hella odds, and it's gotten, you know, really bad. So they go on a run, Shane and Rick, supplies or whatever it is. They end up fighting, rolling around on the floor fighting. And long story short, they're fighting and they're their behavior in that run leads to a horde taking over the farm and them having to get the group getting flushed out of the farm. Some people died and it got really, really bad. Now, here's the kicker. Now they're on the road just trying to find another place to hunker down. Now, understand this. Lori, in this whole process of pinning the two of them together, against each other, she didn't think that Rick would come out on top. Rick did. Rick ended up killing Shane, and Carl actually ended up shooting Shane after he became a walker. That shot, and mind you, Laurie should have been watching Carl. He was a kid. That shot set off such a loud noise that it attracted a horde to the to the farm that they were in. Now, Rick understood that those sounds, you know, attract walkers, they called them. So he was trying, he was ready to kill Shane, the walker, you know, with a knife. You know, if you stab him in the head, they die, if you cut their head off, whatever. But Carl, uh, who Laurie was supposed to be watching, this little kid pops up, boom, makes a loud noise. Eventually, the horde comes, whole farm burns down, few people in the group die. Now, they're on the road trying to figure out another place to, to, figure, to, to, to hunker down. Now, at this point, Rick, Rick's character is in transition point, and he's kind of sort of leaning towards, you know, what Shane, his boy was was saying like look we gotta do what we gotta do because this is ridiculous 
So, he doesn't want any secrets. Now, remember, Laurie didn't think Rick would come out on top of this. But she doesn't know that he killed Shane. She just knows that Rick is there and Shane isn't. She knows Shane is dead, but she doesn't know how. Rick eventually tells her, while they're on the road, I have to tell you something. I killed Shane. This woman had the nerve to look at him like he did something wrong. And when he went to give her a hug, she was like, get away from me. What? You pin these two against each other. The man you thought was going to come out on top didn't. Now you mad? Your actions got triggered a domino effect of so many people dying. And now you're mad because the dude that you thought would end up standing in front of you isn't. And now you got the nerve to be mad at the man who killed him. The dude who you pinned against him. Man. Yo. Then she started acting up in the jail. Because he ended up hunking, hunkering down at this big prison. And she started acting up. Um, she eventually has the baby. Uh, that she doesn't that she didn't even know if it was Shane or Rick. She never told Rick that. Rick kind of, I mean, kind of figured it out. You know, like, I don't know if it's mine or not, but I'm going to take care of it anyways. So, I mean, it hit the situation. He was like, it doesn't matter. Shane is not here. So, uh, I don't, it doesn't matter. But she didn't tell him because she was messing with the both of them. Crazy. Pins them against each other. The dude she thought would win the fight doesn't. And she mad. She got a whole bunch of people killed because she pinned the two of them against, two of them against each other. She couldn't watch her damn son who, was, who shouldn't have been out in the middle of the field shooting a gun off anyway. And now they're, they have a, they had another situation where Rick is like, all right, I got to do what we got to do. I ain't keeping no secrets. This is what's going on. And... She got the nerve to be mad. Needless to say, when she got killed, I wasn't too sad about that. You know, I was the the character Carl um kind of had to go through some things as far as that was that's concerned. But her death was like good because she cost a lot of people their lives because she was being all she was holding back and forth playing to man 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 i can't stand that character can't stand her <laughs> i can't stand her ah uh, all right so we're gonna go with that's number three we're gonna go with number two Number two is a character from probably one of my all-time favorite series of movies, um, and that's the Rocky Saga. Um, the character that I am going to say that I absolutely can't stand, and some of you might be surprised, some of you might understand. That is Adrian. Adrian! Adrian Balboa. I cannot stand her. She is played by an actress named Talia Shire. All right? Now, reason why I can't stand her is because she is the ultimate hater wife. The definition of a hater wife. All right. So everybody knows if you just, you know, most people, all you got to do is, you know, Adrian, you know, and everybody knows, you know, that's Rocky's wife. He loves her to death. Um, everybody knows that. All right. Now, here is why she is the ultimate hater wife. One, when she married, she married Rocky. You know, he meets her through, um, her brother, Paulie, um, 
Rocky meets Adrian through her brother Paulie, and you know, they fall in love and get married. Yada yada yada. She when she married him, he was a boxer. He was a fighter. His other way he was making money, he was a thumbbreaker. Thumbbreaker meaning he was a collector for a, a loan shark. You know, that's not necessarily something that, you know, you would want him to do all the time. But his thing was he was a fighter. A boxer. Now, here's the kicker. Now, Rocky eventually gets this rare and absolutely awesome opportunity to fight the champion of the world, Apollo Creed. Um, Apollo has his reasons. But Rocky is like, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna put my best foot forward. I'm gonna do every, I'm gonna do the best I can. Adrian, who was super shy, but Adrian didn't even want him to fight. Now I get it. Oh, I love this man. I don't want to see him get hurt, but you married a boxer. So there's gonna have to be some things you're gonna have to get over. She, on the first Rocky, didn't even go out to watch the fight. Right? After he wins, she comes out and she, you know, goes her way through the crowd and he has this legendary legendary line, you know, after, you know, she comes and gives him a hug. He loses, by the way, but in decision. Just so you know. This is, I told you this is a spoiler. But he he beat up Apollo. They beat up each other. It was a a, a dog fight. It was awesome. She finally comes out, goes through the crowd, goes in the hugs, and there's a legendary legendary line that Rocky says, "Where's your hat?" Because her hat got knocked off on the way to the thing. Now, after that, she's like, "No more fighting, Rocky," because Rocky got he got beat the hell up, so he was in the hospital for a few weeks. Um. And so was Apollo, but that was, that's that's the nature of of the beast. You know, you're you're a fighter. So Adrian is like, no more fighting. So Rocky got a lot. You know, he got some money, so he buys a house. You know, he tries to you know appease his now wife, who he loves to death. Tries to appease her and gets this regular day job. It doesn't work out. Now, Apollo Creed is upset because people are saying he really lost. He didn't really win the decision. So he wants a rematch. So every time a rematch come, topic comes up, you know, Adrian is like, no. At this, now she's pregnant. Now, no, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to get hurt again. He's like, you know, but, you know, this is what I do. Rocky eventually gets fired from his, his day job. Goes to his trainer, Mickey, legendary trainer, Mick. And he's like, all right, let's do this. I want this rematch. Mick is like, hell yeah, because you could beat this dude. She gets mad. She's not supporting him. She's not talking to him. She's asking him why. He's like, this is what I do. So his training is jacked up. And Rocky eventually is. Is kind of now almost trying to almost regretting his decision to take the rematch because his wife is not supporting her, him. So she has the baby and goes into a coma. She started hemorrhaging, I think. And now, before she started hemorrhaging, her brother Paulie, who he's a, he's a pretty raw dude, he's a cool character, he goes to her and is like, Look, man, go to Rocky and tell him that you support him because you are messing this dude's head up. He can't focus. She's like, I don't, uh, you're not going to be the one in the hospital with him, blah, blah, blah. Something happens while they're arguing while, and she starts hemorrhaging. She has the baby. She goes into a coma. She wakes up out the coma. Rocky was didn't train. I don't. They really didn't say how long she was in there. I don't think. But um, Rocky is at her bedside. 
He he was just learning to read, so he's reading her books. It was it was Rocky. Rocky was a he was a real one. She wakes up out the coma, and magically has this epiphany. And he's like, "Yo, what do you want me to do? Whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it." Meaning he was he was willing to not fight and not be be the boxer and the man that he is for this woman, which is commendable. But you also, the flip side is she married a fighter. Now, she wakes up and has this magical epiphany and says, I want you to win. Of course, now Rocky has full focus. He don't have to worry about his wife um, being sick, or he doesn't have to worry about her not um, supporting him. So he eventually um, gets refocused, revitalized. His training gets better. He goes off and he wins the championship of the world. Then, after that, she's like, okay, no more. You have to retire now. So Rocky's like, all right. Now, he had a few fights after that, you know. Um, but there's this up-and-coming contender. His name is Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T himself. And... Rocky's like, yo, I want to fight this dude. You know, Mick is like, yo, it's time to retire. Nah, Rocky's like, heck nah. You know, Adrian is like, yeah, maybe you should. And now, now, of course, now his wife says it. Now he's like, oh. So Rocky's announcing his retirement. Um, before he fights Club Lang, Club Lang says, you know, you need to fight me, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, Adrian wants him to retire. So he talks Mick to train him one more time, and he talks, and Adrian is like, all right, one more fight. He fights Clubber Lang, loses. And he remember, he announced that this is his last fight. Loses. This woman already won. This is the second time she wanted him to stop being the fighter that he is. He loses. Now, Rocky is devastated because Mick, Mick dies. He's devastated. And not so he didn't break Mick's heart. He didn't necessarily tell him that he lost. So now he's dealing with that. And, and Apollo comes to him like, yo, I'll train you. So he's dealing with the guilt of that. Now, Adrian is just, well, remember, Adrian wanted him to retire. Once again, she has this magical epiphany. And has this speech with him like, I believe you can win. Da, 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 da. Oh, of course now. Um, and, she held, and she talks about his guilt with Mick. And of course now Rocky's revitalized. And he goes off to win um, against Clubber Lang in the rematch. Mind you, she, oh, she didn't even want him to fight. She was trying to get him to... Man. So... He now retires. Him and Apollo Creed are now best friends. Because uh, Apollo Creed trained him for that, that rematch. And Ivan Drago comes along. They want to do an exhibition, exhibition bout. Apollo Creed does an exhibition bout. And Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed in the ring. Even though you know some people say it was boxing. If you watch the movie... You know, he murdered that dude. Um, but anyways, and I don't mean just like he beat him up in a fight. I mean, he actually murdered. Like, he should have been charged. Um, but, of course, now Rocky's like, nah, man, you don't, you don't come here. This is an exhibition fight, and you, you go all hard, and you kill my boy? Nah, I got to do something about this. Now, Drago is, was no slouch. And Rocky takes the fight. Now, at this point, he's older, so you know he got he got a little bit of money. He's 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 an experienced, seasoned fighter. He's even though he retired, but you know he's he's been boxing for a while. So Adrian, once again, like, I don't know why you're doing it. Um, you shouldn't. You're retired. You don't, you don't need to do anything because if you win, Apollo's still dead. And Rocky 
eventually gets out of her why she really didn't want him to fight. And there's a a, a great um there's a great scene where they're on the, in the stairway of their house and and Rocky gets out of finally gets out of Agent Y. She doesn't think he can uh she doesn't want to fight. And it's because she doesn't think he can win. And she tells him, You can't win. Now mind you, early when he first started, no, don't fight. Get a day job. I don't want you hurt. And he's like, yo, this is who I am. This is what I do. He finally does it, and he's great at it. It's not even like he sucks. He's good. If he gets some money, she tells him, okay, stop. He tries to stop. He tries to do it again. Doesn't work. He gets, wins the championship. Becomes the world heavyweight champion. After that fight, some bums beats them up. She's cool with that. All of a sudden, she's not shy no more. She all dressed up, all cool. Now, when it's a serious fight, a.k.a. Club Lang, she's like, nah, let's retire. And Rocky's like, y'all won't fight this dude. Now, Mick was getting old, so he kind of wanted to retire too. But his deciding factor of actually announcing his retirement was Adrian. He fights, loses. Comes back out of retirement again, wins, and retires again. Now Adrian is happy. Ivan Drago now comes along and is like, Rocky's like, nah, you can't, we can't, it can't go down like this. You don't come, this is, he's Russian. You don't come to my country. You just, you, to fight in, in my sport, in the exhibition bout, and you just go extra and kill my, my guy? Nah, we fighting now. Of course, now she doesn't believe he can win. Nobody thinks he can win. Now, in that great scene, Rocky gives probably one of the best uh, speeches, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, to her. After she says, you can't win. And Rocky's like, oh, you know, Adrian, always tell the truth. You don't think I can win. Now, he says, she asked, she asked him, why do you want to do this? You shouldn't have to do it. Don't do it. Blah 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 blah. She doesn't think the man could win. Like this is her husband. Like, like you don't just support that man. Like just be right there. Even if you don't think he could win, support him. He clearly needs your support. I don't know how she doesn't get that after all of the years that he she was messing him up. Dude couldn't even train because he didn't have her support. Now here's this, here's the the speech that he said to her. He says. Maybe I can't win. Maybe all I can do is take everything he's got. But to beat me, he's going to have to kill me. And to kill me, he's going to have to have the heart to stand in front of me. And to do that, he's got to be willing to die himself. If that ain't some hard, true heart shit, I ain't never heard it before. That man was ready to stand toe-to-toe with a dude that he knew that he probably had no chance. But his heart was that tough that he's like, I'm giving this dude all I got. And if he's not ready to die himself, then he got a problem because I'm ready to die. Man, that's 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 real. Eventually he goes he goes to Russia, he's training, and of course she has the epiphany again. She flies to Russia and says, I support you. You got no choice to support that man now. Now you want to support him? He's been training there for like weeks. Eventually, then you go, you fast forward again to now he's retired. Okay? This is after he beats Ivan Drago. You know, he has some some issues. Uh he has they find out he has some brain damage, um, especially after that 
beating he took, even though he won the game, I mean the fight, after that beating he took from Ivan Drago. So it's hard for him to, he, they, they couldn't, he couldn't get his boxing license. But he's retired, and in the next uh, uh, part of the saga, Paulie accidentally signs over power of attorney, and Rocky loses all of his money. The only thing he has left is the gym that Mick left him when he died. Um, Rocky comes across this hungry uh, young fighter named Tommy Gunn. Uh, Tommy, who left his home and is like, this is all I got. I just got my boxing equipment in my bag, man. Just train me, train me, train me. Um, Rocky's like, all right, I'll train you. Um, and I'll get you some fights. And Rocky did just like he did. He had him, took him to where he started. And eventually Tommy, Tommy Gunn started, you know, on the, on the come up, you know, Rocky is just training him. Now, before he meets this young hungry fighter and Paulie signed over this power of attorney and loses money, Rocky's like, nah, man, I got to get my money back. And of course, he can't, with the brain damage, he can't get his boxing license. So he comes across this slimy um, promoter. His name was George Washington Duke. And he's like, look, I can get you your license. And there's this bum who's the championship name, Union Kane. Rocky's like, cool, I'll fight him. Just name your price. I'm going to fight him. Let's do it. Rocky's trying to get, you know, his, the money back so that his family doesn't have to live back in Philadelphia in a hood where he grew up in. Like, he's, you know, he's, he's like, nah, I don't need this. Of course, Adrian is like, no, don't do it. You got the brain damage and um, I don't want to have to be stuck, you know, in the hospital with you all the time. Da, 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 da. So he doesn't take the fight. Now, remember. He later on now meets this young guy, Tommy Gunn, who he had, he trains and he's on the come up. Now this slimy um, promoter who was kind of upset that Rocky didn't take the fight, sees an opportunity, gets in Tommy's ear and sets up Tommy, who's a young, naive kid, to eventually challenge his trainer because he knows Rocky is... That name is um, that name is money. That name is money. Rocky Balboa is money. If Rocky's fighting, he's gonna make money. And what better way to get this fight going if the trainer fights the the trainee for the championship? Tommy eventually wins the championship against that bum Union Kane. So. Rocky knew that was coming. You know, Rocky tried to, you know, keep him away from those, those slimy snakes. But Tommy, you know, he saw the glitz and the glamour of it. He uh, had him a little, you know, big titty girlfriend. And, you know, it just didn't, he, Tommy missed the message that Rocky was trying to get to him. Like, let's keep this pure. Let's box. Let's get money, but let's box. Uh, eventually. Being that Tommy now his is he got his pride up, uh, he's like, I'm gonna fight you anyway. He, George Washington Duke is just fueling the fire, like, yeah, 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 let's fight him, let's fight him. So Tommy goes to challenge Tommy. Rocky is chilling, man. He's playing pool with Paulie. Tommy goes and like, yo, I won't fight you. Da da da. He's like, yo, man, I'm not trying to fight you, yo. I, I took you into my house. You know, you were like a son. You know, and then you're going to go with this slimy dude. And he he just used you for the bait. That's what the Rockets said. He used you for the bait. He's trying to get me and you in the ring the whole time. He's like, I don't want to fight you. Now, at this point, Paulie being the guy he is, he's like, yo, get out of here. Tommy punches Paulie. Not, not a good move. When he punches Paulie, Rocky's like, oh, so you want to fight? Tommy's like, yeah. Rocky's like, my ring's outside. 
So, of course, now George Washington's like, no, 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 we don't find ourselves. Let's set it up. Let's set it up. Tommy, he, he's prideful. He goes outside, gets his ass whooped. Now, of course, you know, all of the TV cameras eventually come out. And because George Washington Duke, you know, he brought all the cameras with him. Now, Rocky's fighting. Now, again, here's when the hater wife comes in. Rocky was trying to fight the bum Union Kane to get his money back. He didn't because Adrian didn't want him to. All of this happens and he now, eventually, he ends up fighting Tommy Gunn, who he didn't want to fight because that was like his, his young, his young uh, uh, Padawan. He ends up fighting him anyway, for nothing. Meanwhile, if his hater wife just would have let him fight, oh, oh, let me double back. He fights him for nothing, and the brain damage that he that she was worried about him getting, guess what? Nothing happened. Dude was fine. And they was bare knuckle. With nobody stopping them. No ref. So he missed out on money to fight this kid that he didn't want to fight for free because his hater wife didn't want him to do it. When I tell you this woman was holding this man back and if it wasn't for his heart, she, he probably would have been like, no, nah, I'm not going to fight no more, you know, if that's, not, if that's what you don't want me to do. But he was such a, he had such, such heart that he's like, nah, I can't back down from these fights, man. I got to take these fights. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. Now, here's the kicker. You got the rest of the movies. You had Rocky Balboa. You had the Creed movies, right? Rocky, who's brain damaged, ends up living longer than, than Adrian. So, and he still... Didn't have no, no, he wasn't, he didn't have the wealth that he did before Paulie accidentally signed the power of attorney. Paulie and Rocky outlive Adrian. Go figure. So the hater wife who stopped that man from making a lot more money than he could have ends up Dying, and she was worried about him being hurt and, and dying in the ring and stuff like that. And she the one that died. Hmm. Tuh, man. So that's my number two. Okay. Number three. I mean, I'm sorry. Number one. My number one most hated character on one of my favorite movies. Is drum roll. Jenny from the great movie Forrest Gump. Ah, Jenny is played by an actress named Robin White. Oh man, I can't stand Jenny. I hate Jenny. Robin White is actually a, she's a really good actress. She played uh, um, on one of my, also one of my all-time favorite movies called The Princess Bride. Um, funny movie. Uh, she's also on one of the few DC movies that was actually pretty good. And she played on Wonder Woman. Um, so, you know, she's, she's a good good actress, you know. I'm glad she didn't do anything right away. And the movie I finally, I remember seeing her in after. She was in others, but the, the big, big screen movie that I seen her after, Forrest Gump, was Wonder Woman. And the movie was good, so I didn't hate her. Because some of these other, the other characters that I see, when those actresses and actors play them, uh, I, I, man, I, I almost, it's hard for me to like the character because of the actress. And all I think see is the other character that they played. But anyways, back to Jenny. Jenny is Forrest Gump, my guy, 
the man is the love of his life. From the day he set eyes on us, he was he was madly in love with this 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 girl Jenny. Right? Jenny, he meets Jenny when when they were kids. They were kids. Um a lot of people are shocked when I say Jenny, by the way, because they're like, how do you hate Jenny? That's that's Forrest Gump's girl, man. Ah, <sighs> man. So Forrest truly and genuinely, genuinely, unconditionally loved Jenny. Kind of like Rocky loved Adrian, but Jenny is worse than than Adrian. Um they met when they were like little little kids, you know. Everybody was making fun of Forrest and things like that. So they, she kind of accepted him, you know. Forrest was a little different, he was a little slow, but you know she accepted him. You know, eventually she got him confidence. So you know the he had uh, races on his legs. So she got him to you know run, Forrest run. Da, 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 da. They get older, and Forrest is like, you know, I want you to be my girl. She's like, nope. And she dips, and she goes off and does her thug thizzle. She starts drugging and hoeing around and doing her damn thing, right? Now, Forrest never fell out of love with this woman, no matter how much was going on in his life and how long they stayed away. Like there were there was a, a long stretch where he didn't see her and he didn't when he finally saw her is when she was um after he went when he was going not after but when he was about to go to Vietnam. So uh, so anyways, she's out there doing her thing. He once again confesses her love to her. She's with some dude that's beating her up. Forrest beats the shit out of him. When he sees her boyfriend hit her because he loves her. Another point where Jenny was, her dream was to play and sing on stage. And she was a stripper. And Forrest stumbles on her and sees her singing with a guitar, butt naked, on a, on a, some, at some bar. And, you know, Forrest being having the innocent mind that he is, he's like, wow, she's living her dream. And, of course, you know, the the patrons are like, take it off. Let's leave you out of there. And they start touching her and she doesn't like it. And my man Forrest, he ain't playing no games. He comes and beats the shit out of the dudes violating Jenny. She gets mad at him for it. Da, 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 da. So... Once again, after that, she, she disappears into the night and starts doing her thing, right? So every time, you know, Forrest would pop up, you know, she would be like, you can't keep doing this. And then she literally like hitchhiked and then left him, like left him again after she, he saved her again. But so eventually she comes back. Now at this point, Forrest is he's rich. You know, he's 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 doing his thing. <laughs> he's Forrest. She comes back and he's uh living his his life because he doesn't have to work because you know Lieutenant Dan, who's his boy, you know, made some good investments and stuff like that, right? So, he had the shrimp company, um, shrimping, shrimping boat, Bubba Gump shrimp. Um, so he got some money. So she pops up. Uh, she been out there doing her thing. Forrest is like, oh man, my Jenny is back. And she stays, she sleeps for a long time. And... You know, when they finally get some to spend some time together, Forrest is like, you know, I want you, I want you to be here. Like, stay here. I'll take care of you. Like, you're my girl. 
And she asks him why. He says, he says, because I love, he says, because I love you. And she tries to tell him he doesn't know what love is. And of course, Forrest didn't like that. There's a, again, another stairway scene. Wow. Didn't realize that. It's a classic part of the movie where, you know, Forrest says, you know, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. So it, it, it hurt him. That night. She must have felt bad because she made him feel bad. She sleeps with him. Because Forrest respects her. He was sleeping in a different room. She goes in the room, mounts that man, sleeps with him, and then dips. So she not even there in the morning. She finds out, We later on in the movie, she finds out, you know, she's pregnant. Because Forrest now is, he's hurt again. By this woman, Jenna, and Forrest starts running, and he's dude does all of the running. All right. Now, Jenny gets pregnant by Forrest, as far as we know, <laughs> and after he's running, and you know, some some years go by. He does the running thing, and he's, his beard gets long, and, and you know, like I said, he's even richer now because, like I said, Lieutenant Dan invested some money into, some, into, into what Forrest called some fruit company, but it ended up being Apple, not, you know, Apple, you know, like iPhone Apple. <laughs> um, so she's away from him for some years again. Forrest is living his life without Jenny again. And pop! Who comes up? Jenny. This time, she comes with a little boy. This time, she has a little boy. He's about five or six. He's at least five. So it's a little more than five years. Five years later. Maybe, you know, because like I said, she had gotten pregnant, according to her. You know, when the last time she slept with, with Forrest, which was, you know, if you count the nine months, let's say, let's, let's say give or take six years before that, at least. So Forrest hasn't seen her in six years. She pops up and she now has this, this kid and my man Forrest. Like, oh, you know, it's great. I can't, I'm so happy to have you back. Now you can stay here. I can take care of you. She goes, Forrest, let's get married. Forrest is, is elated. Like, what? She gets married after she gets, after he marries her, because Forrest was going to marry her. Like, that was his, that's his dream girl. She goes, I'm dying. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, some virus. Now, there's a lot of people who assume that she might have had AIDS or HIV. But um, when I looked up the director's commentary and what the director said, the director said she had uh, hepatitis that she got from sharing needles and things like that. But at the time, I guess he said the he, they never said what the virus was in the movie. But I guess when he was writing it, I guess hepatitis was kind of killing people at the time. You know, I'm not really sure, but I'm just going by what the director said. So anyways, she's dying, wherever the virus is. She's dying. And when she introduces him, introduces this little boy to Forrest, she's like, he's like, oh, wow, he's a beautiful little boy. And she says, again, another classic exchange. She says her name, his name is Forrest. He goes, wow, my name is Forrest. She goes, yeah, he's named after his father. Forrest goes, oh, man, he has a father named Forrest, too? <laughs> now, here's the irony of it. She was sleeping around so much that that line has a little bit of weight to it. Because it's like, is he really the father? <laughs> Did she actually mess with somebody named Forrest? Like... But anyways, she now needs, now she knows Forrest got money. So six years, she, he, she, he, he's been in the news. He's been 
uh, there was always a way to there was a way to get in contact with this man. The other thing is she knew where he lived. He didn't move. So all of these years go by. She's raising this little boy. She finds out she's dying, goes back to Forrest, marries him, tells him he's dying so she can have somebody to take care of her son. So the only reason why she went back to Forrest wasn't even because she loved him. It was because she needed somebody reliable to take care of her son. After she could have told him about him, if, that's her, if, that, if he was the father, she had six years, at least five, to tell him about this, this little boy that he fathered. But no, she wanted to stay away. Talking about, oh, I saved, I saved news clips of you. Man, woman, Jenny did my man dirty, yo. Had that man's baby. Didn't even tell him about it for five years later. When she's dying. Marries him, finally. And dies. Leaves Forrest with this little boy. Now Forrest is stand-up guy, so he did what he, he did. What he did. He raised a little boy and, you know, the rest is history. So those are my top three. Okay. Um, I'll give you my honorable mentions and not in this order. We have uh, a character I mentioned earlier. His name is Tommy Gunn, played by Tommy Morrison on Rocky Five. Um... He was, he just, he was such a dummy and a dick. So that, uh, he's, he's, he's in my, he's up there. We have, um, Anna from Dawn of the Dead played by Sarah Poli. Um, and another character named Nicole played by Linda Booth, Lindy Booth. Um, let me just say those two characters were annoying as hell. The girl Anna was more so than Nicole. You gotta watch Dawn of the Dead. I'm not gonna get into details, but Anna just got on my damn nerves. We got Edmund Pevensey from. Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Ah, uh, that little son of a gun. Of course, you know, man, he, when he got older, uh, you know, he came, you know, matured, but I don't care. That mofo sold out his brother and sisters for goddamn Turkish delights. If you don't know what Turkish delights is, it's like selling your brothers and sisters out for a damn donut to this woman who was trying to kill them I don't man because he was mad at them Ugh. watch the movie we got another one we got Sid from Bad Boys 2 no I'm not as as ups, I don't, I don't hold this much weight on as much weight as the others on Sid, but I just don't like the way she handled um, her little situation with with Mike. She Sid is played by Gabrielle Union, um, uh, was Marcus's sister, and Marcus and Mike, who's Marcus's best friend, played by Will Smith, and Marcus is played by Martin Lawrence, um. They were, you know, messing around, you know, trying to see, you know, kind of what, what's going on. You know, they were messing around for a little bit. They met in New York and da-da-da-da. And, you know, Mike understood that Marcus, it wasn't something to just throw on his plate and say, you know, this is what it is. You know, because Mike has a history of, you know, messing with a whole lot of women. So, you know, he didn't want it to be... He didn't want Marcus to think it was it was that because he was trying to, you know, he was actually trying to be with the woman. You know, but she she wanted to tell him, tell tell Marcus at the wrong time and tell him, tell him, tell him. And he's trying to <sighs> had them at odds for this. She could have 
she could have just chilled out. Like, let, let Mike handle it. Like, like I said, she's an honorable mention. She's not as bad as the others, though. We have... The last one I'm going to mention is... I want to say this name right. Uh, aff affiliate Affiliates? <laughs> it's the traitor on the movie 300. The crazy Quasimodo looking dude. Um, that character... It was, it was just, it was just messed up, man. Only reason why my man, Gangster Leonidas, got all arrowed up was because of that fool. Shoot, his whole, his whole three hundred men got arrowed up because of that fool. Because he was mad, because this, because of his deformity, he couldn't even be an effective soldier. And while that was his dream to to fight for, you know, to be a Spartan, to be a Spartan soldier, that was his dream. But because of his deformity, his and the traditions, his mom had took him, had him, had hit him away, blah, 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 blah. His father was a soldier, so that's what he wanted to be. When Leonidas told him, you know, if you want to help us, you know, clear the clear the injured bodies, clear the dead bodies off, off the battlefield. He didn't like that. Goes to the enemy. And all he wanted, he's like, I just, he pretty much traded it for a uniform and, and for Xerxes to just say, yeah, you're part of the army. He wasn't even fighting. Of course, he gave him women and stuff like that, but that's not what he wanted. He just wanted a uniform. So he kneels to the, quote, God King Xerxes and tells him, you know, where this secret path is, and eventually, uh, because those 300 men was whooping every, the, all of the armies that Xerxes threw at them, he was, they was whooping their ass. And, like I said, Leonidas was pretty gangster about it, too. Like, yo, you can't mess with us, man. We free here. Keep coming, and we'll keep whooping that ass. <laughs> so, you know, that that character that betrayed them was just, ugh, it was, it was messed up, man. And, of course, he realized it later on. But at that point, it's too late. Jerk. But anyways, those are my, my honorable mentions. There's more. You know, maybe we'll have, I'll have another, another episode and we'll talk about some of the others. Um, but hopefully, you, you know, you got the gist of my top three. My top three. We got Jenny, Adrian, Lori. Those are those are my top three most hated characters in some of my favorite movies slash series. Alright? Alright, y'all. Let's take it to the deck. Alright, y'all. So we gonna take it to the deck, see what it holds for us. I'm shuffling here, see what question comes out here. What technology do you wish existed? Ooh, that's a good one. I wish that teleportation existed, like telepods. Where you can literally just teleport from one place to the other, um, because it would it would give access it would give access, uh, of traveling and visiting and seeing other cultures, um, to the world to everyone, you know if, if it was affordable, you know you could just teleport, um, go do your thing visit see, party, vacation, study, and then just, boom, teleport right back. You don't have to worry about flying on a plane and how long is the flight and, and, and making the flight. You just go, pick your destination, go to that telepod, boom, done. So teleportation would be 
an awesome technology to have. Not something I think that would ever uh, happen because uh, to really have to what you have to do with the human body is just not possible. So, but te- teleportation. You know, teleportation pods. I think that would be an awesome technology to have. Um, so, that's what I think about that. Alright, let's wrap it up. All right, y'all, that's it. This was a little longer episode than I usually do, but it was fun, man. It was fun. Always fun talking to you guys uh, about what's going on in my brain. You know, soon we're going to talk about what's going on with you guys. All right. Um, So we got my top my top three. We got Jenny, Adrian and Lori. Uh, we, We learned that. Uh, I think that teleportation pods would be an awesome tech to have. Um, and that's it, y'all. You know, check me out. Apple Podcasts, Jocks and Nerds United, um, Spotify. Check out my 265 Media crew. We got great shows, sports. We got all kinds of sports and boxing. And, yo, we, we, we here. We here. All right? It's your boy, Jay Kristen. I'm out!